Real music, real interviews, real information. That's why we call it Real Gospel with the X-Men. X-Man and Dathan Thigpen has a new song called This Joy. Right after this song, we'll hear from Dathan in a live interview. Yes, this is Real Gospel. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise. Stand up on your feet and put those hands together. Live from Jackson, Mississippi, welcome the worship of Dathan Let's go! 
Real Gospel is the place where God gets the glory and artists tell their stories. I'm honored to be joined by Dathan Thigpen, and he is the Season 8 winner of BET's Sunday Best All-Stars. Dathan returned to win the hit competition series in 2015 after first making an indelible, indelible impression on Season 3 of Sunday Best in 2010. The Atlanta-based singer, actor, is a native of Jackson, Mississippi, where he owned his skills in music as part of the legendary Mississippi Mass Choir. He's also been featured on albums by John P. Key, yes, the great pastor John P. Key, Benjamin Cohn III, oh, there's a name right there, and the Mississippi Children's Choir. Welcome to the show, Dathan Thigpen. Welcome to Royal Gospel, my friend. Hey, uh, I'm I'm happy to be with the X-Man today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I was uh, a preliminary judge on Sunday Best maybe about uh, three years ago, uh, just, just past COVID. So I understand that show is an awesome show, and uh, I'm honored to be with you. Plus, you've done, you have an extensive career in acting and in music. I mean, you've been with Tyler Perry, you, the Mississippi Children's Choir, and the Mississippi Children's Choir? Let's start yeah, there. Man. Let's start there with the it's children's choir. How old are you, man? Bro, you, you I don't am have to tell 42. us. It's, you didn't have to tell us, but okay, forty-two. So when did you start with the children's choir? Man, I um, in their inception, I remember. So my mom is the director of the Missing Man Choir. My what? uncle, her, it's a found David Curry, her um, her brother. He's a founder. Um, and so, of course, we were Mystic Mad Car babies, basically. We were going to rehearsals when they were practicing from day one, 1988. Um, however, uh, growing up, like, we had all these talented kids in rehearsal. They had this crazy idea, one recording for the Mystic Mad Car, to get these kids together and put them on the stage to sing. It was a hit. So they said, we got to record this choir. And the rest is history, man. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I always wondered, you know, although y'all are not like children, children anymore, do you think that that group will ever get back together and do another project? That they've tried over the years, but when I say we've grown, grown, <laughs> that we got our own kids that are older than we were back then. So it's like it's it's crazy. They've tried, and and and, so, and a lot of them have gone on to be be really really successful. Um, you know, um, just to name a few. I mean, of course, you knew back then Brian Wilson and the Onisha back then would sing with us but um but um you know people like me had opportunities to continue to doing those things a lot of them not even singing anymore but uh there's even one of those old members who is like the financial guy for drake now like and he you see him all in his videos he sound them out in this song <laughs> so it's amazing the broad range of what we're all doing now but a lot of them are not even in music anymore wow that is amazing because i still play music from the mississippi children's mass choir uh project from time to time and i love I mean, as a matter of fact, uh, the Mississippi Mass has a current project out now. Now, wh what's your mom's name? Dorcas Thickpin. Dorcas Curry Thickpin. Wow. She's been with the choir. They're like 30, they have to be like 35 years old now. They, and she was just there with them this weekend. Like, she's still traveling with them. They're still going, which is amazing. I'm no longer with the choir anymore. But they're still going strong, man, after all these years. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. So you've been in and around the industry for like your whole life, obviously. That's that's it's incredible. Pretty much my whole life, man. I, we used to, me and my brothers used to rotate going on trips with the Mystic Mass Choir. And the crazy thing is, back then we had no idea that they were famous. We had no idea. Like they were on the Billboard charts, 
number one for like 54 consecutive weeks right before Kirk Franklin hit the scene. We didn't know any of that. We just, uh, oh, we just got to ride, you know, to Washington or we got to ride to L.A. or we got to, you know. <laughs> and it, it wasn't until I got older and became an adult, I was like, oh, wait, y'all was like famous, famous. Like, I remember uh, a Grammy medallion coming to our house in the mail when they were nominated for a Grammy. And I was playing with it and stuff. I had no idea what it was. And I was a kid. And so when I was older, I was like, whoa, that whole time, you know, I had no idea. But it it really spoke to their humbleness as a choir and a group. My mom, they just loved what they did. And, um, And, you know, they didn't really get caught up in the fame of it all. And which is why I think they're to this day still have longevity and still are effective. Amen. Serving the Lord. And uh, that's when God can use you too. sounds like a book to me. Sounds like a book should be coming forth about your journey, your travels in the industry and the business and how you grew up and all that stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're doing everything else. Why not that? You know, from time to time, just start journaling, you know, start talking into your phone, you know, recording that stuff. Yeah, man. Man, but yeah, it's been quite the journey, man. And uh, but even fast forward, forwarding to 2015, I think all of my life's journey has prepared me for that moment of winning that um, that season, uh, the All Star season. So it was really cool to be on 2010. But you know, I entered the competition with Leandro Johnson. And, you know, we had no chance. Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. We were we were behind the scenes, and, and they, back then they made it where you didn't really hear anybody really. You didn't really get to see until you actually saw it on TV. And so we were actually filming while it was airing. Like, they don't do that anymore. Um, and so like, we'll film then a couple of days of the show. So we, we were all in a hotel room, somebody's hotel room, uh, the cast, and we were watching, you know, the uh, preliminaries of the show come on. And we was like, man, what? And I remember the interviews. I was like, why am I in this show? You are amazing. And so <laughs> we... Indeed, that was clearly her season, and everyone has to see. You think about Jennifer Hudson when she was. Yes. <laughs> uh, she did, you know, um, Dreamgirls. That was her season. So you have to recognize when it's your season, and you also have to recognize when it's not yours. Now there were plenty of women. I knew one of them that auditioned when she got that role for Effie. It wasn't for them. Yes. <laughs> it was, that was her period. It was very clear. So I, I, in the years, I've recognized that. So I knew, okay. I'm grateful for this opportunity. I got like top six, but I realized, although that was still a part of my season, but that wasn't my thing. Winning was that was not my season. So I accepted what happened from it, and that was it. I moved on and I built upon that. Then they invited me back. I was like, "What?" Came back and won the show. I was like, "Oh, I guess this was my season." Yes, yes. And I got to say, as being a preliminary judge on Sunday Best, I um, it was hard. Uh, to see people, you know, not move on to the next round. I mean, that was tough for me to see people come travel and, you know, sing their hearts out and then, you know, not get picked. So, but uh, to God be the glory. This is your moment. This is your season because this joy is what it's all about. And we want to help you continue to climb the charts and, and allow God to use you through your music. So let's talk about this um, song, This Joy. Unpack this for us. So, um, so talk about seasons. There was a season of my life where things were not as just going as smooth. <laughs> uh, I was going through divorce. I separated from my wife. My kids had moved back to Mississippi with her. They were really young. And I just remember being at church. I was worship leading at the church. And I remember being on the front row and the pastor was preaching. And he was talking about joy. And I just evaluated my life. I said, wow. I was like, there are so many people who've gone through what I've gone through. 
and they're depressed and they're, you know, they're suicidal. But for, for whatever reason, although I was going through a lot, I still had peace and I had joy. And a lot of it was just because I knew I was in that mind frame of knowing that, you know what, things are happening, the wind blows, but I was, I trusted in God. I understood his, I said, understood, you know, that just trusting in him and his process, I don't always understand it, but I trust in your process. That's what gives me peace and joy. And I just sat there, I was like, man, like I've been through a lot, but I'm still good. I got joy. And that's literally where that song came from. <laughs> Amen. Who wrote it? How, how did, um, did you journal it? Did you, what, what, uh, who, yeah, so literally it was me. I was there. I began to sing it in my phone <laughs> as it came to me on the front row. At that very moment, I had a voice memo that, at that, uh, maybe that final, that week behind that. Um, I got with my music director at the church and with my MD guy. I was like, man, I got the song idea. And I just started teaching to the choir. I was like, hey, man, we're going to do something different today. I got this song. I got to get out of me. So y'all learn this today. And so over time, we've developed it, and um, this is my new single, which is the finished product. Wow. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> and here's the thing. It's a God thing because it don't normally happen like that for me, you know. Uh, but I knew, okay, this is a God song. And even just to hear people say, you know, how you, you can listen to a song and you're weeping. You know, you, yes. you can get a good weeping, hollering, and crying. It's not a good worship song and you're going in. You know, we always got to go to. But for people to tell me with this, you know, fun, upbeat song, that they're weeping and crying because of the message behind it. It meant the word. I knew it was a God thing. I knew that God was really working through this song to really speak hope to people, to allow them to realize you can still have joy, although you may be seemingly going through it on paper. It looks like you shouldn't be having joy, but you do, and that joy comes from God, and joy comes from Jesus. So that's where it all comes from, man. Amen, amen. You know, I can see this song catapulting you into other areas of your career and other other you know cd projects and things of that nature but i also saw your work on tyler perry's um the haves and have nots and i just want to say that you are such a versatile talent and an anointed talent that you know you're not boxed in like most people are and so you know are there any other movie projects because you you've done a lot of work with a lot of artists r&b artists i mean just a lot of my favorites so what's yeah. next on the horizon for you yeah so so it's really cool that in the season so I, I, i'll bring this up so when i won when you usually win on sunday best you win um a, a record contract with who's ever like the sponsoring label of that of that season and for me, it was um, Kurt's label, um, um, For Your Soul. But at that time, uh, it was my understanding that his label wasn't doing that well. Um, at that time, the show wasn't sure if it was going to even come back. And it even did, and it didn't come back that following season. Um, and like two years after that, it didn't come back. And then later it came back. <clears throat> so I got stuck in that rut of uncertainty. And I did not get the contract like I was promised. And so it was in those seasons, it was like, man, like, um, well, what would I do? And so what looked like it was like a, a crazy situation, it, it really opened me up to other opportunities because I was kind of like stuck in between wondering what to do or if he was going to still do something with me. So I was kind of just living my best life. I remember going to L.A. and hanging out with some friends for my birthday. <laughs> and one of my friends, you know, um, was connected to this project that um, Beyonce was doing. And they needed more singers. I just happened to be there. So I went. 
Come to find, we didn't know we had to sign these NDAs. We had no idea. We just knew I was just happy to be, you know, invited to come sing with Beyonce. Had no idea, but it was um, it was for Black is King, and I ended up being in a film, Disney film, Black is King, just off the whim. But a lot of it, me be, being in those positions, is not putting myself in the box. Okay, I'm a gospel artist. I got to move like this. I got to do this. I got to well. I was already out the box because I didn't even get the contract like everybody else. I was the only Sunday Fest winner that did not get the contract. So my path is already unorthodox. So it really was kind of a blessing because it allowed me to, well, I'm just be out here and just kind of enjoy myself and do whatever I feel. You know, I'm not a, I, I just felt like I was, um, my, my path to, to that, um, through Sunday Best was kind of working. For that contract with uh, Poor Your Soul, it, it was not working. So I was like, okay, well, I don't have a pass. So I was open. So people was inviting me to do so. I was like, sure. I, I don't know what's happening with my career. So sure, I'll come do this show. I'll come sing on this track for Green Leaf. I'll come. And a lot of crazy opportunities just really popped up out the blue. And it really opened me up to really not just putting my eggs in one basket. Although I enjoy this work. And one thing I never want to do is to give up what I love. And that's, that's just music. All right, Dathan, I need you to hold it right there. We need to take a pause for the cause. That is so, so very interesting. For those of you who are just joining us, my name is The X-Man. You're listening to Real Gospel. My very special guest is Dathan Thigpen. His latest song is called This Joy. He has an extensive career. We talked about Sunday Best. We talked about so many things, covering so much territory. But you know what? We're going to take a quick break, and as soon as we come back, I'll be right back with more of Dathan Thigpen. You're listening to Real Gospel with the X-Man. If you have diabetes and you're on Medicare, you may qualify for a free continuous glucose monitor system. Managing your diabetes is crucial to your health. The new CGM systems can automatically manage your diabetes better for you. And by using a CGM system, you can eliminate forever one thing most people with diabetes hate the most, finger sticks. Now it's possible to manage your diabetes better, end the painful finger sticks, and get a new CGM monitoring system at little or no cost to you. We even provide in-home delivery and do all the insurance paperwork for you. Now is the best time to manage your diabetes better and get your continuous glucose monitor. Call now for details. 800-396-0150. 800-396-0150. That's 800-396-0150. 